Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White. And we coach for the greatest version of you. We're your on-call coaches. Call us here this morning in the studio, 804-454-1366. And in the Great People studio, we have with us our Great People co-host, James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning, JJ. How are you? You probably saw what I wrote on the notes. I'm curious (laughs) if you purposely make it snow so that you can just ride your monster truck through Richmond. I do enjoy it. Do you? Did you get out yesterday? Yeah. In just just because? No, I had to go to work yesterday. Did you had to go to work? Or I you, chose to you, go to you, work. Yeah, you, I mean, I you choose easily every day. could. You yeah. easily could. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. You took the long route through the parks <laughs> and uh, over the hills. and. You've got your SUV out there as did well. Did you do any, what do they call that where you just go crazy? I'm doing the donuts. No, no, it's 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 a uh, drifting. Did you do any, it, it's a sport now. Oh, really? It, donut, making donuts is a sport. Huh. And you get graded on this and you get trophies and you can make money. It's actual real sport. So did you do any like no, I, I did. That's it's essentially when you and I were growing up, taking our, our cars at sixteen and going and doing donuts in the <laughs> in the parking lot. But stuff. now now it's a sport and you can get paid for it. It's mm. exciting stuff. So thanks everyone for being here this morning. Uh we uh just a very quick story. On our social media, if you follow us on social media, of course you do. Of course, yeah. you're going to facebook.com slash great people show and you're following us. You notice that we're big on quotes here on our show. Mm-hmm. We we take the quotes, we put them on these images and they become very shareable. Uh, we've had some people actually take these things and turn them into their profile photos. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I've seen it's, that. It's honorable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, very, I'm very honored uh, to be a part of something that, that translates over to that to somebody. There is something about a quote that can just perfectly explain how you're feeling in the moment. People love inspirational quotes. Uh, and we've talked about this in the past. It's because words have power. You've probably seen quotes that uh, we've seen on, that we've put on our social media sites. And, and we work really, really hard to get the best quotes out there for you. People love them. But on Saturday, so I was on Saturday, I was preparing to create another set of these images with quotes that I feel have had a tremendous impact on me. So I decided to do something a little different. Why not just go ahead and ask everyone on social media, hey, what's your favorite quote? Um, and boy, oh boy, on Saturday night, it, it was just a simple quote, or a simple post, what is your favorite quote? Never can I have imagined the response that we were going to receive from from social media. I knew people loved quotes, but seriously, folks. I mean, seriously. So, so I really had to dig into this. I, I mean, it got into the hundreds. It was, it was, it just never ended. And what was very inspirational to me, it wasn't just the normal ones that we see everywhere. People were quoting their dad. Mm-hmm. People were quoting former bosses, former leaders of them. Uh, why do people love these simple quotes so much? So it almost sounds silly that we're talking about this uh, on the show, let alone turning it into an entire show. But as we often find on The Great People Show, a simple innocuous topic can easily have so much impact on our lives. We've seen that over and over here on the program. But quotes? Seriously? I mean, yeah, these are just quotes. They're motivational quotes. I've known folks that have had managers that every single morning send out a quote to their team, which is neat. Um, and, and because and quotes get shared all over the place. We just recently had Martin Luther King's uh, holiday and social media was just all over the place with all of his quotes. He's such a quotable man because he came into a time in our society where we needed to hear things like that from someone like Martin Luther King Jr. Um, 
You can see these popular motivational quotes on office walls. I've seen them stenciled in homes over the doorway whenever you're leaving someone's home. They're just nice reminders, and you can have them delivered to your inbox in an email, text messages. They're written on journals, calendars, and sometimes they're even turned into tattoos, especially scripture. I've seen people wear these things on their body. I have to confess, I don't have a, I don't have a, none of your quotes are on my body. And more importantly, none of my own quotes are on my body. Hmm. Uh, actually, I don't have any tattoos yet. Uh, so what they're meant, to, you know, quotes are meant to inspire or invoke positive emotions. And I found this, um, this, this quote, I don't know if I'd call it a quote, article written by someone by the name of Hannah Olson. She writes, when you find yourself drawn to quotes like execution eats strategy for breakfast or a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor, say that three times real fast, which by the way, this particular one is is on our slideshow in our training room. You're defining yourself as a kind of person, one who acts, one who gets things done, one who is resilient and preserves perseveres through hardship. Not only does this reinforce what you believe about yourself, it shapes how others feel about you as well. Even just reading an excerpt or a line of text that offers a new perspective or idea to your own set of thoughts, beliefs, and understandings can spur further ideas in you and back up the ideas you're already forming. In a way, reading quotes is kind of like having a conversation with friends. It can be done alone and anytime you need it. I think that's why most people put these quotes up is something they can turn to as a reminder of confidence, as a reminder of peace, as a reminder of stability in their life. So here's the question for you, our audience. Who is quoting you? I bet your kids are. I bet your spouse is. I know your coworkers and employees are quoting you. I'm not sure many of us We'll have our words painted on a wall of inspiration, but the good news is we have control over our words, and if we like to have them shared behind our backs, it's not a matter of who is quoting you, but what are you known for? So how are you living your life? How are you leading? How are you parenting? How are you representing in order to be quotable? James, what are some of the, I mean, are you a quote dude? Are you, do you get into quotes? I am. I try not to be uh, be too into it. I find the quotes have a, have a temporary effect. I mean, they, they make, <laughs> seconds. Yeah, well, seconds. you know, you read it and it makes you feel really good and you think, gosh, I got to save that. And then most of the time, you know, we don't. You don't carry a highlighter around I, with I, you? I don't. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, so I, I think I think quotes can be good to use in, like as a speaker, when I go to speak before Grimm, I'm sure you do the same thing. I will often loop people's quotes into the talks that I give. And, and in that situation, I think it set, not only sets a stage for us, but it also uh, helps an audience get a uh, in, in a quick understanding of this is what this is going to be about. Right. Yeah, I think I think so. And and it helps define, I think, a quote like that when you're when you're presenting a, a talk on something, it can define a little bit of your philosophies on life because we tend to use quotes that that are things that we believe in, that mm-hmm. are values that we mm-hmm. believe in or that mm-hmm. we think should be important. Mm hmm. Um, so I, I like to use quotes from time to time. I try not to overuse them. In fact, a, f- a friend of mine had posted this morning on social media, uh, that, uh, he feels like all the quotes that he has been seeing recently have been all about, uh, all about doing for ourselves. Oh, and it was an okay. inter- interesting perspective. Wait, what do you mean by, or what do you think he meant by doing for ourselves? I think he, he, he meant, so he said, uh, 
this is this is my friend Mike. He says, being the cornball I am, I follow plenty of these social media accounts that post inspirational <laughs> quotes uh, or make uh, or make the images with them. And I swear, the most shared are those reminding everyone to do more for themselves. Mm-hmm. It just seems odd to me that it seems that that's what people seem to want to be reminded the most when we live in such a self-serving culture and it's mm-hmm. essential in our DNA to put ourselves first. And he goes on to talk about how the best happiness is derived from serving others. And and I think that is, for some reason, becoming even more of a lost art in our society. I've mentioned this on the show. Uh, I've become a, a book fanatic. I, I, I used to be, and then I stopped, and, and last year I started again, and my goal this year is 52 books. So I'm looking at all these. I get marketing material. I just see the, the most popular books. It's all about how we can be better. Mm-hmm. And there's actually three new books out. I just read this article. There's three new books out that talk about how personal development is hurting us mm. because we are getting so focused on ourselves that we're losing the big picture, which is other people. So on today's show, we're talking about the topic of quotes. We'd love to hear some of your quotes. You can send it to us in an email, jj at greatpeopleshow.com, and we'll reference it. We're also on Facebook Live right now, facebook.com slash greatpeopleshow. Uh, and we're really focusing on our, ourselves and other people what are your words doing for other people? Are you being quotable in a good way? Because I guarantee your words are being used behind your back regardless of whether they're positive or negative. I, absolutely. So come on back, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. will be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to The Great People Show live. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. We're talking about quotes. We're talking about words. I mean, what is the big freaking deal? It's become huge. You see it all it over huge. social media now. And we talked about that. You know, you mentioned before about the the tattoos. And <laughs> there are there are people that are for their the rest of their lives, they are they are tattooing the words of others uh, yeah. onto their skin. You better make sure they're good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it, you know, I mean, they'll put it right on the wrist where they're always looking at it. Remember one celebrity, What this isn't a quote, but she actually, she I forget who was, she tattooed breathe. You know, just a reminder. There's a, uh, and, I, and I wish I had, uh, I think the main name of the book might be one word. I can't remember. There was a movement a couple years ago about picking one word for your year and letting your year define or be defined by that one word. Breathe is, is, oh, that's interesting. is, is one. Uh, I wish I could think of all the words that I've heard people use. There's, I get, I get this Facebook ad where you can get a bracelet for that one word, and it's written in like a, a little trinket on there, so you can kind of see it all the time. So, what do you think about that? I like focus. Mm-hmm. I like revolving certain seasons of my life around something very specific. I don't know about defining my entire year by one word. Mm-hmm. I, I, it seems. Um, I, I, w- I would feel a little smothered by that. I would feel a little stuck yeah. by, by that. I guess it depends on what you're being motivated by. Uh, I found this wonderful list. It's fun. We're, it's, it's a huge list. We can't get through the whole thing on today's show. It's called 15 Reasons the World Loves Motivational Quotes 
from pickthebrain.com. I feel like it's uh, a David Letterman top 15 list, even though he does top 10. <laughs> you start from the bottom. Right. Why, do, why, why do people love motivational quotes so much? Is you wish to see a change. And I think that's why people pick that one word for the year mm-hmm. is they want something different in their life. And of course, with every one of these reasons, there is a quote. Uh, the quote behind this one is opportunities don't happen. You create them. Yeah. And uh, I, I have used a mantra that um, luck is when hard work and, uh, shoot, I don't remember the freaking quote now. Luck, luck is when hard, hard work, work and, and opportunity come together. Come, come together. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing about quotes. You need to make sure that you remember them. You do. Um, especially when you get older. And if you screw up one word in a quote, you can totally miss well, the, whole, the whole meaning of my it. Word, my favorite word is paraphrase. Because that gives me an out for screwing it up right up front. Uh, Reason number 14 is we want more. Believe you can and you're halfway there, said Theodore Roosevelt. Back to our earlier conversation, I'm really concerned that our society is too focused on developing ourselves just so that we can have more, have more money. Um, And and you, you may have heard of prosperity gospel uh, the secret where you just wish it upon the universe and you'll just get more stuff when uh, my personal belief is life is not about having more. No. It's not about accumulation. It, even even time, there's a value to that time that needs to be realized that you're even using that more time properly. So I'm, I'm, I do get concerned that people rely on certain systems and thoughts and even quotes just to have more in their life. Mm-hmm. I, if, if I profess it, it will, it will manifest in my life. Um, reason number 13, we've got to do it now. Stop wishing and start doing. This is, this is a challenge that I see probably one of the largest with people is being able to focus and get things done. And yep. you're, you're a man of action. I think as I compare you to me, probably more than, than I am. I just don't, I, I have to work really hard to make sure I'm getting the right things done in the right order. I have a planner. I force myself to use this thing. Getting things done isn't just natural for me. So mm-hmm. I can see why people would have certain quotes somewhere. And the one thing I'm going to add into this conversation, we can add it anywhere. Have you ever had a quote written somewhere and you, you focused in on it for maybe a, a day or two and then it stayed written somewhere for years and you never looked at it? Yeah. It just became part of the scenery. I, I have. I have. Well, you know, I have a, so I have a, um, one of my favorite, well, by far my favorite poem is The Road Less Taken by Robert Frost. Okay. I have that printed and it is actually um, taped to the wall next to my desk oh, wow. in okay. my office. And I, I I honestly do read that. I read that often. Do you? Um, I do. Okay. I, I, that is one of my favorite things. I used a lot of quotes from that. I've never read it. Well, we won't uh, we won't get into it here Re- on the show. Recite it for me right now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing. It is, it's probably the hundreds of times you read you read it. It probably would be hard to recite. It. I mean, I could recite it, but I'd screw up a word or two, which wouldn't be doing it justice. But you dropped your lines, man. Paraphrase. We have no lines on the Great People Show. <laughs> um, but so, I, I think, but it can it can blend into the scenery, especially you're talking about people put it over their doors. Yeah, uh, they put it all sorts of places, and then eventually, yeah, you you, you stop noticing that it's there. Marie, uh, Marie Ringler on Facebook said that her word is gratitude. Gratitude can be humbling, uplifting, and, and motivational. It, I think, I think the, the one word is very important for things that we tend to forget often Yeah. in, in the busyness of life. Um, number, reason number 12 on this list of 15 reasons the world loves motivational quotes. Life seems to be too depressing, and a motivational quote is just a thing to cheer you up. So the quote here from Oscar Wilde, what seems to us as bitter— 
trials are often blessings in disguise. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we can we had a show on adversity. We could have multiple shows on how it's okay to have trials in your life. And once again, I think we can keep coming back to this on this particular topic, is there's so many things in our life that's that we're trying to create that are comfortable. So mm-hmm. we don't have these issues to worry about. We don't have trials and tribulations. If I just have enough money, then my problems will go away. If I could just do this, then my problems are going away. Folks, life is not designed for your problems to go away. Yep. Life is designed to have problems so that you work through problems and grow through problems. And what they're saying on this list is there are these words of wisdom that help us through that, that tend to balance our mind out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they remind us that problems and failures are are sometimes the greatest keys to learning and success. Yeah. What's, what is, what is life without, with, without failure? Yeah. Without just loss. There's some good quotes around that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, number, number reason number 11, it shows us who we are. Yeah. I really like this one because, uh, so we, we have a lot of the fire service is a place where there are a lot of quotes used and a lot of them are to remind us who we are. Uh, you know, one of my favorites that, that gets recited a lot, uh, came out of the Anchorage fire department and it's, uh, I am not here for me. I'm here for we, and we are here for them. Ooh, that is rock solid. And, and though there are a number of quotes along those lines that get, that do get repeated Mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And and they provide motivation and they and they remind us, you know, what what it's all about. And I um and I and I also wonder how um repetitive some of these things need to be mm-hmm. in order to have a, a an impact. So so that particular quote comes from the Anchorage Fire Department. I, I would imagine that's something that they should be focusing on constantly in order to remind folks that the 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 balance part of it, right? The leveling it off of this is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. Absolutely. It's not, it's not about me. It's about our team. And yep. together our team is here for everybody else. I'm going to skip down on a few of these just because I'm just not uh, inspired and motivated by some of these, James. <laughs> um, you learn to be different. I think this is a catch-22 for people. And here's the quote from Robert Frost. Yeah. Two roads. Actually, this quote came up several times on our social media post. I posted this one Well, on you, there. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't remember that. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So, why did you put this one on, on there? Why? Is I mean, this, this is part of that poem that that I say is is taped next to my. I'm going to go ahead and check desk. out now, folks. And <laughs> clearly, I'm not 100 um, uh, involved in today's show. No, no, ahead. because I, I have I I have been very. I feel it's just this is a personal thing with me. It's not something I would put on anybody else mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, I feel like a lot of my growth and a lot of my success has come from taking the path less traveled. I've generally taken the harder path. I've taken the one that most people would choose not to. Um, and, and I've gotten a lot of fulfillment and joy out of that. Now, for a lot of people, that wouldn't be the case at all. I was going to ask, how rare that really, like as you see other people taking the road less less traveled, how rare that is. Yeah, and and some people take it not because they want to, but because they have to, or because they made mm. a mistake. But mm-hmm. for me, it, I, I usually look for that, that less traveled path. I don't think many people really yearn to take the less traveled path. They yearn for the results of the destination, but the journey is not something that they embrace because no. of what it says here. Uh, you have to learn to be different and, and people naturally are a little adverse to different, adverse to change. They are. And, but this quote could be, that quote can be applicable in so many ways. I mean, I would say most entrepreneurs, most business owners, they've taken 
the path less traveled. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think too, even for someone who maybe has grown up in, in poverty and the easy thing in them would be to follow in that path and, and end up in that same place, but they work like crazy Mm -hmm. to get themselves an education and grow themselves out of that in their world. That's the path less traveled. Um, so again, that, that's something that can apply to a lot of people in different ways. It is based on point of view. It's easy for us to say sometimes. Uh, another reason, it changes the way you think. We, we, have, we have habits, we have ruts, we have paths that we get stuck into, and we tend to see problems the same way. We tend to respond to things the same way. And I was just talking to a guy this week that's getting ready to get involved in one of our training programs. And when we were focused on... The, the one way he, he thinks about very specific situations all the times is he always reacts with negativity. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's, he's, in a, he's in a service industry. So his typical way he thinks is, oh, here we go again. Or why can't they get that right? And he wants to change that path that his mind goes. And he also confessed it goes at home too yep. if, if people bring it up. And the quote here, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. But Henry Ford, I've, That's a great I've one. used this one and I've heard this one used a, a whole lot. Yep. Uh, if we had more time, I'd share this wonderful story about a guy that travels to different cities. Uh, look, or he, uh, he goes to a, a, a town and is uh, um, leaving his existing town and he's leaving it because he hates it. And the guy says, well, you're not going to find anything better here. And then another traveler, traveler comes through and he's leaving his town and he hated to leave his town and he's looking for wonderful... Uh, companions and neighbors. And the guy said, well, you'll find it here. And the people that were with him said, why did you tell two completely story, two, two different stories? He said, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's what it's about. So today we're talking about quotes. We're talking about inspirational quotes, but really specifically is what are you doing? What are you saying? How are you presenting yourself? What is your presence like so that other people are quoting you in the right way? And folks, people are quoting you no matter what. If you're using negative language around your children, that's what they're going to repeat. If you're doing that at work, that's what your employees see you as. So come on back, and um, uh, we're going to keep tackling this whole issue of how you can be more quotable in your life. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show. We'll be right back. Now back to The Great People Show live. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we're talking about the power of words. We're talking about why people love quotes so much, why we plaster them places, put them on social media, um, tattoo them. If you had to tattoo a quote, what would you tattoo? (laughs) That's... Man, that's really, I have no idea. Really yeah, I'm, you I'm afraid one? you're going to return the favor on <laughs> yeah, that question. Say, I have no idea. What's yours? I, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, actually, I do know. Why am I even, why am I even pretending to not know what I would tattoo on my body? I assume something, Take a guess. Something from Dale Carnegie. No, 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 not even close. Not even close. Well, I'll give you the quote and then you can tell me who says it. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I would even tattoo the whole first part. Mm-hmm. I would just tattoo, woo, explanation mark all over my body. But the next big question, which I will not answer on today's show, is where? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well. we, we, could get, we, could, we could get pretty crazy with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe another quote I would tattoo. It's, it's hard to keep these alligators down. <laughs> uh, another favorite quote, and you can keep guessing who says it. Uh, Space Mountain. Yeah, 
oldest ride in the park, but still the longest line. You're full of the uh, you're full of the Ric Flair quotes. Limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Son of a gun. gun. Um, My shoe costs more than your house. That's right. I mean, you name it, man. If if you want to talk Ric Flair quotes, we could just keep this thing. He is by far one of the most quotable guys. You see NFL players. Uh, doing Ric Flair stuff in locker rooms and in end zones, and he's become more popular in his retirement he than he ever was. Oh, absolutely, uh, during his during his career, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, maybe a goal, not even maybe, a goal of our program is to have Ric Flair on the Great People Show. Now, a lot of people take issue to that because he hasn't quite had he's had a, quite a colorful past. He has uh, domestic but, abuse, yep, alcohol abuse. Did you see his thirty for thirty? I did, I did. Qu- quite the past. It was great. Uh, one thing I love about that story, and we probably should get off the Ric Flair topic. I don't know. I don't want to, but we probably should. <laughs> is is how um, he, and I think this is relevant. He's like one of the most quotable sports guys ever. Mm-hmm. And please don't question whether wrestling is a sport or not. I mean, it's physical. Right. Um, and his turnaround in life, like the repentance that he had, uh, is, I think, a story in itself. And, and and we're really talking about that with quotes, it, that a lot of these words that we read of other people drives us into another who we are, who we want to be. How Absolutely. do we get there? And uh, part of the other things that I found is we not only love words and quotes that relate to us in our season in life, but it helps us whenever this person has achieved something that we admire mm-hmm. in them, uh, whether it be money, time, mental peace, what, whatever that is, we've seen a lot of these quotes from Theodore Roosevelt, Henry Ford. These are pretty successful people. They are. And it's okay to have quotes that just make you laugh too, JJ. I mean, you know, everything we've been talking <laughs> about so serious. far is just is so serious. And, except and you know, except, well, that's my point. It's okay <laughs> to have quotes like that that just that make you laugh. Yeah. I was trying to think of some other ones that, uh, oh, um, I've used this one in business a lot, especially... If uh, if I've screwed up something, I will say, and I, I can't even remember where I got this from. I stole it from someone. Uh, I have lots of lots of great excuses and bad reasons. Which one do you want? <laughs> because they're they're really in and itself. Yeah, a, a good excuse is just a bad reason, and it makes people laugh, and it kind of breaks up that that perhaps tense part of a, of a situation. Um, back to this list of fifteen reasons the world loves quotes. Um, reason number six, oh, excuse me, reason number five is re- we refuse to quit. I think people need these mileposts mm-hmm. in their life. And it's not as much having these words that we turn to. I think it's way more important to have people in our life that can speak these words into us at the exact moment that we need it. And this is where we get back to the are you quotable piece is, <clears throat> excuse me, is do you have the right words for people mm-hmm. when they need them the most? And on this particular one, um, reason number five, we refuse to quit is ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you, which of course is Jesus from the Bible. Uh, if we if we have these powerful words with us for other people at the right time, they can be, we can literally change the course of someone's life just by being truthful and speaking this truth into someone's life. It's incredibly, it's incredibly powerful. But in order to do that, we have to also read. We have to study. We mm-hmm. have to get into these words ourselves. Because if you're if if you're walking around with a handbook on what to say and blah, 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 these things are never going to happen. I mean this is and this is what we do on radio. A lot of people say, well, how much prep do you do? How much writing do you do? It's like 
you know, I'm 43 years old. A tremendous amount of what you hear on the radio is just my experience coming out because mm-hmm. I read, we train, we do things, we we coach, we mentor, and rarely are new things created in this world. I've heard a saying one time, there hasn't been a new sermon in 2,000 years. Right. It's just taking the words that are in us at the moment and, and, and letting them out. Right. And we have new ways to let them out. I mean, you know, we've mentioned several times social media. I mean, social media has taken these quotes and, and <laughs> sent them out to the masses yeah. constantly. Uh, we could have never gotten the word, just what we do on our page. So while we're on the subject, because you mentioned, so we've been kind of talking about some real serious motivational quotes. You mentioned funny quotes, but what about the ones that are mocking what other people say? Because I don't know about your social media feed, but mine is littered with Donald Trump quotes. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, uh, I don't want to get us in trouble with the FCC, but recently Trump uh, reportedly said something yes. in a private meeting that became incredibly quotable Yes, all over the place. And just last night, I saw a T-shirt that said, I, I wish I, I should pull it up later. It says, uh, I'm a stable genius. <laughs> On this shirt, I'm a, I'm a stable genius, and um, your quotes become T-shirts if you're president and say things, say things. And that there's other things that he people said in that office wouldn't traditionally were, say. We're on other T-shirts that I yeah. can't repeat on the air. That was a map of the world, and it kind of talked about what things, certain countries, certain countries yeah. that were or weren't places of ill repute. Yeah. I guess is a you know how dirty they were. Maybe yep. Is, Perhaps a way to think it's a compound word of some sort. So, when now this is, gosh, we could really tailspin this. We could really spin this really down into a political hole if we want to. Where I personally believe Trump says a lot of things to be quotable for the attention and for the focus to be on what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I think that he always has. I mean, Trump's uh, like him or hate him or or indifferent. A lot of his success has been his ability to draw attention to himself. I mean, talking about how great he is through one quote or another. And, uh, and I mean, that's, that's led to a lot of his success. I mean, Donald Trump is a, even if you hate him, he's a, he's a president of the United States. He's a successful person. Yeah. And, and, and that's how he's gotten there largely. And there are people in our lives that are similar in nature. They like the attention. They say a lot of things and they become very quotable. I think the biggest challenge we have maybe around this whole subject is the fact that we don't want attention. Mm-hmm. So we won't say things. We won't speak out because we don't want to be the limelight. And I've had trouble dealing with that, especially in the career that I'm in for 20 years. I literally have to put myself on stage or in front of small groups of people and get attention. And And I want to be more humble. I want to be more, um, or I want to talk less. But the reality is there's, the pe- there's people around you depending on you to speak into their lives that way. So you kind of have to get over this whole, I don't want to, I don't want to seek attention. I don't want to be the center of attention. Well, maybe that's your calling is to be the center of attention. Definitely. Somebody, I mean, somebody has to, someone has to play that role. And there, mm-hmm. like you said, it's part of your job, you know, humbleness, and this, this could be a whole nother show. Maybe it will be a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. I think, I think humbleness is an overused uh, virtue. There are times in our lives where we should be humble, but there are lots of times in our lives where we should not. And I think through a lot of actually the quotes that I see, it seems that that society is professing that we should all be humble all of the time. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't it's, agree with it's, that. It's the whole world will turn into a monastery. Yeah, I mean, literally, nobody will talk to each other. 
we would all just garden and write books. <laughs> exactly. And there would be no, actually, in a way, aren't we kind of getting to that society where no one really talks to each other? Yeah, everything, everything's through text and social media and Instagram. Someone yep. had posted on uh, one of my friends that she was frustrated because she actually had to pick up the phone and call somebody rather than email and, and whatnot. And people were commenting furiously. I hate talking on the phone. I hate talking to people. And I'm thinking, they're serious. Oh, yeah. It, 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 there are I mean, more and more people are avoiding talking to each other. Oh, the kids, I mean, younger people, you, you want to tick a millennial off? Leave them a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, even worse than having a phone conversation is actually leaving a voicemail. Asher, are, are you a millennial? Are you, are you considered in that group? Just barely. Do voicemails tick you off? I have a lot of them in my inbox. He's not answering the question. <laughs> do voicemails tick you off? No, they don't tick me off. They, okay. they tick me off. Do they? I've got I've gotten to the, I've grown to the point now where if you don't get me on the phone, I would far rather you just hang up and you send me a text. You know why they don't tick me off? Why is that? Mine are transcribed. Are they really? I, I often need to subscribe respond, to that. Uh, it's, it's it's called email.com. Yeah. I often I often respond to people via text or email because their voicemail doesn't require a callback. Mhm. We will, mm -hmm. we, will, we will get that fixed way faster than me trying to call you back. So today, and we're going to wrap up today's show, uh, focusing more on what you can do. And we've already, we've already started to go there is what can you do to literally speak into people's lives with your words so that you are more quotable, not to get the recognition and the notoriety, but literally to, to fulfill that perhaps calling your life that you are more of an inspiration to people. And, and newsflash, if you're a parent, this is your job. So come on back, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie Course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie Courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Now back to The Great People Show live. Thank you all for being here on the show. You can uh, catch all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, uh, also known as iTunes. You can just search for Great People Show. You can, if you have a uh, an Echo, an Amazon Echo, you can say in here, maybe I'll screw up a lot of people's, Alexa, play The Great People Show. So if actually you have an Echo in or listening to the show, Alexa should be playing the the so should be pulling it up right now. now. Choose from anywhere. This is our 34th episode. It so is. So getting to be a good library. Yeah. So you've got a nice series of professional development topics you can listen to, pass along to other people. Uh, we love to uh, hear from our audience and just find out what you want us to talk about more or even what you want us to talk about less. Yes. Or maybe if you just don't want us to talk at all. Yeah. You can email me directly at jj at greatpeopleshow.com. I do have a filter for those particular kind of emails. I know you but, uh, do. I love to, I love to get e emails from our listeners and, um, and hear from people that are um, um, using our stuff somewhere because that's what this is about. You know, we put ourselves out on the radio. We got into radio so that we could technically be more quotable, meaning our words are going to hit somebody at the right time, the right way. And that is one of the roles that we have as a human being. It is. And and all that we ask in return, we don't want money. All we ask in return is, is tell a friend. Well, speak for yourself we, on that. We're, <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to grow our audience. Our Facebook page, I think now uh, up to about 20,000 mm -hmm. 
uh, likes and followers, you love which that is rounding up, don't you? Which is uh, well, I, I I think that's fair. <laughs> I think it was seventeen thousand some last I looked. So, uh, but yeah, we we love love you telling friends and the feedback we get every week motivates JJ and I to come in here and continue doing the show and go to YouTube. We we put the videos on YouTube. We have a great people camera in the studio. We do. Uh, we uh, we also have a great people security camera. If you try to come and get us. That's but right. we did turn it off earlier. It was distracting us. Um, so what can you do more of, maybe less of, to be more quotable and have more impact on people? I just finished reading a new book that just came out from the Heath brothers. They wrote another book called Make, Made to Stick or Make It Stick. Made to, Make It Stick, Made to Stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, their, their book is about the power of moments. And they use the word defining moments, which is a word that I have used for years. We have used it inside of... Uh, the Dale Carnegie programs, that life is a series of defining moments. Life is just a collection of these moments that we have. If if I asked you right now, what are the top three defining moments of your life? You're going to be able to come up with three. Some people, they can come up with them just like this. Other yep. people, it takes a lot of difficulty coming up with them. But with just a little bit of priming the pump, so to speak, you'll find these things out. So what makes these things defining. Well, the defining moment is usually the the words that were being spoken at the time and the feeling that they that they gave you. And what the whole premise of the book is is we have a tremendous amount of control in our lives of the defining moments that we experience, but more importantly, the defining moments that you can help other people experience. Mm-hmm. For instance, and these are just really little things. I've gotten to the point now where I don't know if I can tell my children enough, I love you. Mm-hmm. These, and these are little things, James, little, little, little things that I think add up over time. One of the things I love to do with Millie, Millie's going to be six in May, is she'll be over there on her iPad with her headset on, kind of like almost we are, and <laughs> go, I'll go, hi, Millie. And she'll look at me and she'll go, hi, daddy. <laughs> right? I created that moment that easily could have just gone without any contact between us yeah. for hours and a really long time, we have to interject ourselves into people's lives. We don't We don't want to wait for something bad and be like, what's wrong? And then we're the ones that have to use these words and these quotes to inspire someone at the right time. And it's our job to inspire people before these things happen. Yeah, let's be uh, let's be proactive instead of being reactive. Yeah. Um, is that a quote? Are you, is that quotable? Sure. Can I quote you Feel on free. That? So let me ask you, JJ, <laughs> all, we've been talking, we've been talking for the last, last 45 minutes here about quotes about how we see them all the time about the different reasons that they are there. I mentioned earlier how I find quotes generally give me a a small shot in the arm and then I quickly forget about them. How can we better, when we see a quote that we like, when we see something that really speaks to us, how can we harness that a little more? Meaning keep it around? Keep it around. Keep it, keep it present in our mind, I guess. If it's something that we want, that we want to use to motivate us, to change us, whatever, whatever you need from it, how can we better use that? Depends on how geeky you want to get on this. All right. I think there are apps that will actually do this. Uh, I know I have the Bible app on my phone, and it sends me scripture mm-hmm. at the exact same— I mean, I can schedule when things show up. You can go into—if you're an Apple device, you can go and use the tasks and actually take these quotes and schedule them to show up oh, randomly. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's just like yeah. it's just like a task, yeah, right? Sure, I guess a, so. reminder. Yep. a reminder. I'm sorry. It's called reminder. Yep. Yeah, you can set these things up as reminders. I think a lot of people are just waiting for these things to just fly by their face. 
mm-hmm. just hit them at the right time. And I, I'm afraid writing them down and posting them somewhere, you're, you're never going to really look at it again. Right. Or, or, or very little when you need it. Um, it just depends on what you're driven by, what you're what you're wanting. I use the um, the notes app on my phone to record apps. I not to record apps to record quotes. I'll type them up. I'll take a picture of them um, because if they caused me to stop my day and do something, then that means they're important enough to keep it around for something for later. And it's mm-hmm. usually not for me later. It's usually somebody's talking about something. I'm like, you know what? I just read something the other day. This would be great for you to to think about. Now, and I'm also a guy of prayer, right? So right. I'll take words and I'll pray on them and and let them kind of get a little bit more into me because mm-hmm. that's where they really need to be. It's not just a matter of my head. I want them to change the way that I'm talking to someone or behaving around a particular topic. Yeah, so you've got to you've got to put them out there. Yeah. So we actually have a a, a caller in um, that uh, I, I asked I asked Jennifer to join the call. She's a she's a friend of the Great People Show because I'm at the very top of the hour. I mentioned we take our quotes and we put them uh, on these images and put them on social media. And Jennifer, a friend of mine, actually took the quote and made it her profile photo. Yeah, that's awesome. So Jennifer, are you with us? I am. Welcome, Jen. What's up? Hey, sorry I didn't call sooner. <laughs> You're here. That's all that matters. Yeah. Jennifer, tell us the story because I saw whenever you saw the quote on social media and you, I don't remember your exact words, but you said, this, the, this is my my quote for the year. This is my mantra. Yeah, this will, this is so my mantra for the year. And then you, you you tattooed the Great People Show on your Facebook page. I mean, you yes. made us your profile photo. Yeah. I am in not only awe, <laughs> but I am just on my knees honored that you did that first. But tell us why you did it. I um I have found even as early as high school that um, having some sort of you want know, a quote really sticks out that speaks to me and something that I'm trying to work on in my life mm. that if I keep that at the front of my, you know, in my forethought that it helps me stay focused and um, get me through the challenges of, you know, overcoming whatever it is I'm trying to, to do. So can I, can I make the assumption that the reason you made it your Facebook profile photo is you're on Facebook too much? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can look Maybe. at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. We love Emerson. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Why that quote for you? I um, uh, several different reasons. Um, yeah, as you know, JJ, it's been a a few years of a lot of change in my life, mm-hmm. and um, many of the changes have not necessarily been of my design, mm-hmm. and um, and some have, but. Yeah, I'm just at that point now where I need to um, or want to start taking more control. Good for you. Of of what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and that touches every you know, every aspect, almost every aspect from of my life, from from my work to my health to um, my friendships and and my children who are. Mm-hmm getting ready to, to leave the nest, (laughs) realizing time is limited. (laughs) And and so how does this, um, you you obviously have a desire and Mm -hmm. we've said multiple times on the show, very little is going to change in your life if you don't have a deep desire to do it. And this quote must have struck a chord that says, you know what, this is, I'm going to decide to be different. How do you, um, 
how do you make these little but big decisions just on a regular basis? Because I, I doubt it's like these massive decisions you're making. It's like little no, it's, decisions. No, it's, it's not massive. It's, I mean, overall, it's massive, but it's the daily. You know, what am I going to do when I get up in the morning? What am I going to mm-hmm. do? Um, what books am I going to read? Am mm-hmm. I going to carve out time to read? What you know, am I going to carve out time to? Um, do things that help me relax? Am I going to carve out time to exercise? What am I going to eat today? Um, it's about living an what, intentional life, isn't it? It is. It is. It and is. in that, uh, how does that contrast perhaps with what it used to be like for you? I, a lot of my life has been, well, my life, I have had a very blessed life. I mean, that I can't deny. Mm-hmm. And, and for the most part, very happy so far. But a lot of it has been kind of holding on to the you know, holding on and going where life leads me. Yeah. Just um, throwing your sails up and letting the wind blow your boat around, huh? Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm getting a little older yeah. <laughs> at the point where there are things that I want to do, but good for you that I've wanted to do for years, but have been so focused on survival yeah. or, you know, just, doing what needs to be done and now it's time to start still doing what needs to be done but with more intentionality layer of doing what needs to be done to become what i want to become jennifer thank you so much we're, we're getting towards the end of the show here i sure. just want to thank you for following us and supporting us and 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 making us the center of your your facebook profile always, and, and you've always got what it takes too. to get anything done you want to you, you've already oh, decided so thanks for joining us today sure thank you good seeing you Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. I just had seen you on the radio. It's all right. I'm you know what she looks like. Radio. So uh, this has been a very, I believe, a very powerful show for our listeners because it, it, what we heard this from Jennifer is you have to be so intentional. You have to put things in your life that are going to make things happen differently. You cannot just throw your sail up and let the wind blow you around. Well, you can. But don't be upset if you don't end up where you want to be in life. That's right. Um, not just for yourself, but also for the people around you. So thank you all for tuning in to us this week. If you've listened to us on Apple Podcasts or you're catching us on Facebook Live, we're just thankful that you're you're part of this movement with us because we truly believe that uh, as we do things differently in our life and think about things differently in life, we will have, all of us will have a much, much more profound impact on this world. So James, thanks for being with us here on today's show. Always. We've got a special surprise for you next week, but we're going to have to let you tune in to figure out not only what we're talking about, but where we're talking about. It's it. exciting. It's going to be, you're not going to be with us. It's, I'm it's, not. It's, it's so different that you just can't be there, but I can't tell you anymore. Yep. Or I can't tell our listeners anymore. You're just going to have to tune in. So check us out on the web, greatpeopleshow.com. Uh, of course, uh, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much anywhere that you consume anything. We are there. We are your on-call coach. Whatever platform you like. Thank you all, folks. We'll see you next week. We love you all. Oh, I want something just like this. Where'd you want to go? Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superhero. Some fairy tale place Just something I can turn to Somebody I can